0: Welcome to the 28th episode of the Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me, as always, is Roger Antner. How you doing, Roger? Oh, it's another day in paradise. Absolutely. Right. So, Roger, you recently published a paper that goes in depth about the benefits of network slicing. Yeah. I thought we could talk a little bit about some of the implications of network slicing as part of the 5G standard. To get us started, can you give us a high level view of what exactly network slicing is? And in particular, can you talk through the key differences between private network and a network slice?
1: Yeah, well, network slicing is the best thing since sliced bread, right? And basically what happens is, and what has happened is, wireless networks or telecom networks in general have become software defined. Basically, that means that traditionally, the software and the hardware was integrated and and very specific. And what has happened over the last five years increasingly is that these networks are running on standardized equipment as far as they can, especially in the core. And then you have software running on top of it. And basically the the telecom network is turning from the smart toaster or the smart microwave, where both is integrated, to a computer. And it can run these things however it, it, it wants to and associate whatever resources it wants to. And so what network slicing allows you to do is use a part of the network and run a separate instance on it that means you can allocate how much network resources you want to allocate to it how many core functions you want to allocate to it and how much of the radio access network you want to allocate to it and that's what you get and and now this is for the first time you can actually do SLAs service level agreements because you you can nothing is shared anymore but It runs on a shared infrastructure, but you can actually allocate what you use for what. And so the the big advantages here is the shared cost savings and the participation in the pace of innovation. Because on a private network, whoever runs it for you, the equipment is separate, the applications are separate. It's basically your own little operation or or large operation but it never gets that as large as a as a wireless telco with millions or tens if not hundreds of millions of customers right and so wireless is a scale game and if you have larger scale you can provide things cheaper and so network slicing is turning into you know uh, the, the best of both worlds where you have lower cost almost as much security because, in reality, you share things, right? Whereas, otherwise, you can create a completely hermetically sealed network that only talks to your equipment. And you have much more flexibility and you participate in the the maintenance and upgrade for basically for free.
0: So, it used to be if you had a custom need for network, you'd have to kind of build out all the component pieces of that, manage it, build it out, you know, etc. Now you can more or less rent or lease the network, right, and still have those aspects of, you know, kind of custom functionality built into the the kind of core of the network or built into the kind of performance of the network, correct? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You are running it on the overall network, and you can you can buy a slice literally, like you go to a baker and you said, "I want to have a slice of, you know, apple pie, and it's this big and and this thick." And then that slice comes out of of the overall network. So it's it's a really breakthrough innovation that comes with five G and the new cores.
0: Well, a component to that, you can actually kind of change different parts of the network in terms of bandwidth or size or, or, or flexibility, et cetera, right? So I think you had written about you know, the difference of between having a network slice that was oriented around video content delivery versus, say, like gaming or IoT. Can you talk through the different kind of yeah. application versus core network layers and, and how that would work? Yeah.
1: So, you know, when you're watching video, it uses an enormous amount of bandwidth. But there's not a lot of computing going on, right? So you would buy a lot of radio access capabilities, some core network functionalities, but the application per se, you're encrypting the, the video stream and, and you know that's about it. On a gaming centric slice, in reality, unless you like stream the entire game uses very little data but it's very latency dependent. So if you can separate a, a small amount of bandwidth, but make sure that they're always, that the, they get delivered on time, but the computing in the back end, because you have to model, say, every bullet that's flying around, if it hits something or not, and every light ray, that has a completely different compute dynamic and so by combining that you can you can guarantee you know the best performance there
0: right so with a private network you would have had to design and build out that whole kind of different stack right with those capabilities in mind but with private networking it's just about scaling and scoping out the the private network sc- slice such that those resources are available for the end user right and and
1: on top of it you would have to have a special device in the end or a special type of connectivity with a network slice, you're running on standard equipment. Because this allows then, say, every factory to use the same type of equipment rather than have custom-made equipment for every different thing, because you want to have it on your private network. So so the scale numbers are, are significantly different.
0: Right, so in a lot of ways, it's almost like the difference between, if you need to get from point A to point B, building a car versus renting a car, right?
1: Yeah, or not only building a car, but developing your own car or having somebody else develop a custom car for you, you know, rather than renting a car or, you know, you buy the car and you have some customization figures.
0: So if we build in kind of this capability of, you know, kind of flexible network use cases into kind of the software layer and virtualization, things like that, does that also kind of have the side effect of removing barriers to entry in terms of other folks who want to operate a network? Or, you know, like, does it kind of change the way that the carriers, the MNOs operate in the space relative to other folks who would like to operate a network?
1: Well, you you still have the ownership of Spectrum as your gating factor. Without owning Spectrum, unless you use unlicensed Spectrum, that determines basically who become can become an operator uh, or not. But when you run it on on unlicensed spectrum like CBRS, the cost still goes down significantly when you move towards general purpose computing and and the like.
0: So speaking of spectrum, some countries are talking about setting a par- setting aside spectrum for special industrial use cases. Where does that sit relative to? network slicing in terms of, you know, does that still make sense? Or or are there some real world examples of how this is working throughout the world? Yeah. For
1: for, for example, Germany is a very good example. It's a country, you know, half the size of California with twice the number of people. And one of the largest and the biggest industrial companies and, and very, very densely populated, right? And they set aside a hundred megahertz for industrial use. One of the things that becomes very quickly apparent is that even in a country that small and having an industrial base this big, right? It's the the third largest economy in the world. You have a lot of gray space where there's basically no industry. So the effect is that a hundred megahertz in a lot of rural areas is completely unused and so that spectrum could be very well used to close the digital divide, and you're missing that opportunity. And then it always depends like how many companies actually are, are showing up. And some of the research that has been done in Germany is that only a small minority of of companies actually want to build their own networks. They much rather use the expertise of somebody else, how to build the network, to maintain the network. And we see this now, not only at wireless networks, which is one of the most complex things that you can set up, but businesses are moving away from hosting their own email. It's, It's the same trend of getting customized solutions on a standard platform. And so, I think the U.S., which is by far larger, would be much better off uh, using the spectrum on a, on a general purpose basis, rather than setting something aside.
0: Right, so companies can enjoy the scale that the MNO provides in terms of, and, and the orchestration function, in terms of making the network work just pay for the service as opposed to spinning up their own network and maintaining and having buy spectrum, et cetera.
1: Exactly, exactly. And when, when you look at it, you know, we looked at the CBRS spectrum. Only mm-hmm. very few industrial companies have bought dedicated spectrum. We talked about in a previous episode a couple of utilities, right? and And most notably, John Deere, which is using it as their test basis, their developing platform with a guaranteed performance to run then their, their equipment on the unlicensed one on a, on a nationwide basis. So it's a very specific use case, but nobody else in the US, for example, has bought anything, right? That, that should be an, an illustrative lesson of real-world demand.
0: Well, and particularly for intra- industrial use cases, you know, even a very, very large factory is going to be much smaller in footprint than you know the the size at which spectrum licenses are often sold at, right? So, yeah. by you know, forcing spectrum ownership in terms of you know if you want to operate your own network, there's a lot of inefficiencies there in terms of you know, by definition you have to buy a lot more spectrum than you would ever need as an industrial operator to build your own network whereas again network slicing would encourage i think larger parcel sizes in terms of you know, spectrum licenses and most likely more efficient use of that spectrum
1: yeah and you know 5g is particularly useful you know the the larger the channel sizes are it's designed to work on 100 megahertz licenses and you know that's that's really key
0: so We've talked a lot about industrial use cases, but to close this out, let's. Uh, I wanted to see if we could talk a little bit about some other use cases in terms of network slicing. I think there's some interesting other applications. What what else should we be looking for in terms of you know potential uses for slices?
1: Well, one of the really cool things for for network slicing is drone usage beyond the visual line of sight. Right now. Drones can only be predominantly used when there is a person on the ground and moving the drone around. That tethers the drone to the person. Whereas with with 5G, which ultra-low latency and guaranteed bandwidth and all of these things, you can suddenly use these drones further away. And this is particularly useful when... For example, utilities need to investigate the power lines, right? You can have a drone fly alongside, with a high-resolution video camera, these power lines. And because it's 5G with really low latency, you know the, the drones will not fly into the power cables because it, it reacts in real time. And with a 4K camera, you can inspect everything very closely that will lead to to significant cost savings right furthermore you know you can do a lot more on augmented and virtual reality especially in a multimedia environment or or tv environment where you can then use holograms for example to bring people in the studio and and bring people from the studio say in in a game environment we look at it as a gimmick today, but it will become something that it, we, we expect. You know, similar to some people thought that sound in movies was a gimmick or that uh, why do we need colors? They only ruin the experience of movies. And now how many people really want to run black and white movies outside in, in an art environment, Right. So it's it's these kind of things that can really bring network slicing to uh, the the strengths out,
0: right? And probably sooner rather than later, right? I mean, I think the authorization for drone use over the horizon just was approved. I want to say last fall.
1: Yeah, right? and so. so that is coming. It's clearly coming, and you know, especially if we have Jetson and type experiences of of package delivery by drones you know you can't have the drone operator walk on the ground to your house and deliver it with a drone right that's self-defeating drone delivery of of packages only works you know if the if the pilot is somewhere else
0: all right well that's all we have time for this week uh thanks roger we'll talk to you next week
1: thank you